0: Love it. You are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar.
1: And it's freeing. I used to think about God as being so limited in my understanding and in my view that God was mere God's self. And my connection was so thin that it was only limited to the Bible. And yes, the Bible is set apart for me. Yes. I love it. Yes. I have come to long to be in the word. Yes. I go to it as necessary food. Yes you will find me before the sun arises every morning what is rob doing rob is in that bible um and y'all can call it legalist y'all can say whatever y'all gonna say Mm -hmm. about what is rob doing every day he in that bible um but is that the majority of what i even think about in the way that god speaks back no it's not even one tenth Hey everybody! Welcome back to the pod. My name is Robert. I'm Sam, and I'm Trey. We are three black men.
2: Hey, all three of, yeah, of us. All three
1: of us. Oh, and y'all are working my nerves. <laughs> 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 love it you love it love it <laughs> oh man truly do i <laughs> yeah know, if, if y'all
0: if y'all nice to us maybe we'll put out the blue the, 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 the little blue the blue blueberry half of it it wasn't even there oh thank man. god oh, oh
2: man that was good oh, stuff uh, it really was it's all right
1: not on today so uh on today's podcast we are going to be talking about sacred texts how we think about sacred texts, thinking about thinking outside of the box um, and yeah, what we look to for inspiration, right? Um, Um, Yeah. (laughs) So welcome. Uh, Welcome, welcome. Pull up a chair. (laughs) Pull up a coffee, coffee. Um, So yeah, I think just for a little bit of background and how we're gonna frame this conversation, Sam, if you wanna give us a little background of even how we got here uh, in this conversation, why don't you give us a little bit of what was ruminating on your heart?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, I was, uh, it was my turn to do it. So if you haven't checked it out, we have a Patreon. You can support us on that. Uh, We put out weekly devotionals uh every monday for y'all fresh and also a whole lot of other content so check that out um okay. but i was doing plugging, <laughs> plug you know shameless plug um so no nah, i was doing the devotional um and i was just going through some of the stuff that i have for myself and you know sometimes um you just feel like this for you uh and, and not necessarily time to release And i wasn't feeling like i didn't feel like anything was devotion material um and I opened the Bible and I was searching and reading back and forth and going to some of my favorite scriptures and even back and forth things that I was studying and putting up, picking up, putting out. And I still didn't find nothing. And it was just frustrating. And so finally, I just kind of gave up. and was like, you know what? I'm going to get it when I get it. And I picked up like Dolores Williams and I started reading her. And I think I started reading a little bit of James Cone. And and it was like God just started speaking. Um And I felt immediately like yo this is devotional material uh and that really sort of sparked um how I well I don't want to say spark but that kicked into another gear of how I started looking at sacred texts and I actually um text uh Rob and Trey and was like yo uh y'all mind if I write on this and it was like you know what let's do a show on it. let's have a conversation so here we are having this conversation um about sacred texts and hopefully we can, you know, challenge the way some of y'all look at sacred texts and uh, maybe find God in a different place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think for me often, when you hear uh, the, the phrase sacred text, it, especially in the Christian context, We're trained to hear, we're trained to think of the Bible, right? And that's the sole place that you are going for inspiration and for uh, edification when it comes to uh, things that we deem sacred, right? And I don't think there is anything wrong with uh, looking to the Bible for illumination and for edification. I think as I have gotten older and as I have walked with Jesus by and by, uh, I think I have run into some roadblocks when it has come to thinking that way, though. Uh, I still read my Bible every day for anyone who feels alarmed at this (laughs) conversation as we enter into it. And in case you're thinking, are they those type of Christians? Um, (laughs) I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I think... Though, as there comes to be a point where, um, I guess I'll put on the table, is the Bible the sole place where we find the sacred and where we find the holy and where we find uh, life? And as I've gotten older, the answer to me is unequivocally no. Uh, I... I think when thinking that way, that the Bible is the only place for life and edification in these things, um, I have found myself unequipped and ill-equipped for life's challenges yeah. and ill-equipped for, um, the hardships that my soul has endured. Um, I'll give a practical, um, example. Um, When I have went through the hardest times of my life, um, I was about to give an example, but that was a little too raw. Um, I found that the Bible was inaccessible to me, and I couldn't um, read it in the same way that I could in in times past. Um, But I could find God in the secular. and um i could find god in songs that had been deemed devil music and um and devil music for me were, was uh at india rai music and um but i find god there <laughs> so i don't know Trey, thoughts anything um uh, as we talk here
0: yeah i think my relationship with the bible is Complicated is not the right word. I want to say evolving and mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. still value the Bible and, and much like you it is a, a daily part of my life like every every single day I'm in there. but spending more time with what the Bible is and is not allows me to search for and discern the sacred and the divine in my everyday life right like you say is the bible you put the the rhetorical question like it's the bible the the only place where we encounter the sacred and that can't be like it's literally not Mm -hmm. possible because if the bible is a collection a library of people's documentation of the sacred interacting with their life that means that they encountered the sacred before the bible existed
1: yeah, like mm. even, come on, <laughs> say that. Precept passage. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah.
0: even even yeah. if like when we look at at at, at uh, like Paul's passages uh, uh, in, in, in Timothy, Second Timothy, where he says that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for training. And like, okay, let's let's think about that. That scripture was written not only before the New Testament was canonized; it was written before the was before the Old Testament, or what we call the Old Testament, before the Hebrew Bible was was a, a settled canon. It was it was written before all of that and right. to me that means that there's an acknowledgment that there are certain texts that there are certain scriptures that certain communities hold as sacred and paul says that all of those are useful for training and righteousness for 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 correcting and rebuking all those things he's acknowledging the fact that these communities have texts that we can use um, and we've taken that to mean that okay, all scripture—that means everything in the in, in the Bible—that can't possibly be what Paul was talking about because the Bible, as we know it, did not exist and would not exist mm-hmm. for another few hundred years after that was written, right? Yeah, so right. we have this collection of people documenting uh, their encounters and and where they've been able to discern the sacred and the divine in their lives, and we benefit from that. And then we recast it as something that it that it is not, and something that it was not meant mm-hmm. to be. And in doing so, we've cheated ourselves of an opportunity to enjoy the sacred and the divine in our presence. If we cut it off and act like, OK, they closed the canon and stuff stopped happening. Wait a second. Do we serve a living God or not?
1: Huh. Oh, OK, you better preach. That, <laughs> you know, <laughs> preach, preach. And that's what we serve situations. a living
0: God or not. Preach, preach. Yeah. And so that's why wanted, that's one of the reasons why my and my yeah. devotional practices, the time I set apart to re- read the Bible, after I put the Bible down and, I, and I've sat with it a little bit, I'm going to pick up something that's not in the Bible. I, 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 mm-hmm. there, there are other books that I'm going to read literally during that same time, because when I have spent time with the authors of those texts and everything, I'm able to discern some of the headspace they occupy right like right now I'm I'm re- I just finished reading through Isaiah right now I'm in Jeremiah and when I understand the despair that they were writing with right if I pick up somebody like a James Baldwin I can see the same prophetic witness If I pick up somebody Mm -hmm. like a Martin Luther King Jr., I can see the same prophetic witness and the poetic language that they use to speak about the injustices they see and the turning away from the divine and a good and loving God that has happened. I can see the same patterns right there. And I've given myself permission to to see the same God as inspiring both of those declarations and those proclamations. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping I'm making sense right now.
2: You I mean, making priest, so much priest. sense, at, right? And I love that you said that because it's. I think. Um. I know for me, and and I think for a lot of people, like when we think of sacred texts, we think of like we're saying like God said, this is this is how God is saying that He has revealed Himself, or or this is def, this is given by God, right? Like this is directly from God. And, and that sort of um, that that harms the way we look at other authors at times, because you just mentioned two authors that are, are demonized in a lot of Christian spaces where you realize you can recognize the prophetic witness of someone of a prophet written in the Bible. And you can make that connection because your idea of what's sacred is not locked into just this one text as, Only being a sacred space, yeah, and that make that just makes so much sense. And I hope, I really hope people can just grasp that concept and what that is, because you said a mouthful right there, and people really need to sit and wrestle with that for like the (laughs) the next few minutes. You need to pause and wrestle with what Trey just said and realize that, because how many people have had such a prophetic witness to not only the church but just to humanity right speaking to the very things that jesus spoke towards right that jesus realized and pointed out amongst church folks yeah and yeah. they missed it and yeah. they miss it and here you have here you have trey and you can make the argument of somebody that's probably walking in some sort of the same lineage of these same people that he's talking about right like y'all know trey right y'all hear him y'all heard what the man just said. it Oh, man. Yeah. you know what i'm saying and you hear he, how he, you recognize the prophetic witness that's there and we strip this away why right how
1: yeah it's 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 interesting what you're saying sam i uh it's freeing right i think <clears throat> it's freeing to think about god speaking Mm -hmm. to us in a multitude of ways yes and when i think about sacred texts i think about the sacred texts of our lives i think about all the ways that god speaks back Mm -hmm. across time and space through the witness of nature through the witness of a song through the witness of melody lines through the witness of Mm -hmm. of Written text through the witness of a cloud shape, through the witness of a life, in the way that um, something is crafted. And I'm like, this is sacred. This is connected to the divine in some way. This is set apart. This is connected to God in some way. God is speaking back to me. The divine And I are connected in some way and it's freeing. I used to think about God as being so limited in my understanding and in my view that God was mere God's self. And my connection was so thin that it was only limited to the Bible. And yes, the Bible is set apart for me. Yes, I love it. Yes, I have come to long to be in the word. Yes, I go to it as necessary food. Yes, you will find me before the sun arises every morning. What is Rob doing? Rob is in that Bible. Um, and y'all can call it legalist. So y'all can say whatever y'all gonna say mm-hmm. about what is Rob doing every day? He in that Bible. Um But is that the majority of what I even think about in the way that God speaks back? No, it's not even one-tenth of the way that I believe the divine speaks to me. Right. Um, And that is such a curious thing. Yeah. You're so committed to this practice, but you don't even think that's the majority of the way God speaks to people. How? Oh, I just... It's just something I do. Um, yeah. it's, it's the way I long to do it. But that's not even how <laughs> I do it. I like doing it. It's how this man speaks to a friend, but God doesn't speak back to me. God is not, God's self isn't limited to this um, convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I reach back through this vehicle because it's what I know to do. But the way that God speaks back is through this rainbow of a multitude of ways. Um yeah. Yeah. God be reaching in all like millions of ways to me every day and I look in all of those ways. And as I get mm-hmm. older, I realize that there are millions more. Yeah. And I'm like, "God, you really be speaking, speaking."
0: yeah and and you saying that i guarantee is making somebody uncomfortable hearing that like wait a second (laughs) but think about this for a second think about how recent the idea of people owning personal copies of the bible is
2: Mm, yeah
0: speak in the grand scheme of history right like not not even if we look past literacy like like the printing press itself it's only been in the past, maybe two, 300 years, the, the idea that people would have their own personal Bible. Matter of fact, it, it's even newer than that because that's why family Bibles are still such a big thing. It was one big old one you had in the house and y'all had to share it. The fact that like I now own five or six copies of the Bible myself in different translations, that's a recent invention. So if there is a God who has been with these people all of these times, then it is necessary that God communicates in more ways than just the Bible. You know, um, yeah, and, and, and that's even like okay. Mm. One of the, the interesting things about seminary, and, and a lot of times a lot of people go into seminaries and they're and they're warned by their pastor and everything, like, oh, chew the meat, spit out the bones, or or make sure that you you know you know what you know before you go in there because it's, it's rough mm. and it's gonna shake you up. And what that happens, a lot of people go in the seminary and we do what we need to do to get through. And then before we go back to serving in any capacity, we check all that stuff at the door. Um, which I get it sometimes because a lot of stuff you're exposed to would, would, would rattle some people or not. But at the same time, it's kind of a shame. Like, why would I spend all that time on money if I can't share it? One of the things that most blessed me and freed me, one, I remember it was one lecture and it was like 30 minutes on, on biblical studies and, and the professor is, okay, straight up, I need you guys to know a few things. One, God does not have an autograph. Number two, there are no recordings of God's voice. I was like, yo, like just sitting with that reality, it gives you permission to sit with what the Bible is. I'm sitting here reading the words of a man, just like you and me who had an encounter or who intuited or who perceived Mm -hmm. a a transcendent God, an ageless God, a God who, who, who is unknowable in totality. And over time, people recognize that this God is so big that all of these different perspectives are valid. All of these different perspectives show us something about that God. So, why would it be offensive to us? Why would it be jarring to us to, right here in this day and age, acknowledge that there are other ways of of receiving from that God? Like, if I were to sit here and put a number on it like you did, Rob, my my number might be a little bit higher. Like, maybe it's around 10%, higher than 10%, but I don't even think the number is as important as as the fact that I'm incorporating more than one thing. What I look for is consistencies. What what are the the common themes I see in in my Mm -hmm. life, in my experience Mm -hmm. um, that are also contained in this book, but that are also repeated, echoed by all of these various, this cloud of witnesses around me, Right. Cause they not opening the cannon up no time soon, but I can still,
1: we still experiencing God. And with that, this is the perfect time to take a quick break. Stop, look and listen, party people. I wanted to on behalf of the three black men, give you some ways that you can support your favorite three black men. So uh, I wanted to say that number one, you can like rate and review our podcast. So all you have to do is go on. Yeah. Especially if you have Apple podcast, just go ahead in the app, like rate and review. Okay. Um, But only if you have something positive to say. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so when you like rate and review our podcast, uh, it uh, increases our visibility uh, and it helps us to um, be more credible. It helps us to uh, gain sponsorships. Uh, so yeah, so like, rate and review number two, share this pod on social media. So especially when we drop trailers, go ahead, retweet that on Twitter <laughs> and yeah, go ahead and share. And lastly, you can support our Patreon, uh, We'll have our Patreon link in uh, the description of our podcast episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter. Um, So, yes, so those are a few ways that you can be um, active in helping to support us. And maybe you personally don't have a lot of money and you want to know what are some ways that I can encourage and amplify these brothers' voices. So those are ways that you can practically engage with us, amplify our voices and uh, the conversations that we are trying to put out there in the world. Amen and amen. Yeah. And can I be honest? I I think of uh, a concrete example for me, among many is uh, Sam's life is a sacred text to me that I think of quite often. And I think of where I was uh, to, I don't want to be emotional, but like, I think of where I was a few years ago and I remember how lonely I was and how often I expressed that to God and, and, you know, I remember saying, I don't think anyone could understand who I am and how I express myself in the world. And then here comes this uh, black man, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, because the way that I perceive the world and uh, the unique uh, circumstances that I have in the world. uh, and, And here comes, you know, here comes Samuel. And uh, a lot of, we have a lot of similarities and a lot of yeah. literally uh, down to like gift mixes and different things like that. And I, I think about just the way that he has turned out and the way that you turned out, Sam, Sam, is that is a sacred text to me. And it's, it, it is the witness that God speaks back Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. think about how you um, still keep enduring the way that you keep your heart open to God and your family. And it's a witness to me that God speaks back. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is a living witness, right? That's a living testament. And mm-hmm. I think often when we're looking for just words on a page we miss out on all the ways that God is speaking. But for me, I mean, you were sharing something earlier uh, with us before we started recording. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that is literally the interactions that I've been having in my life down to a T with my own family. And I'm thinking God is speaking back, like literally back to me, reflecting back in a mirror, back to me. And I'm thinking if I wasn't paying attention, I would miss like I would just miss this. And just a few years ago, I was saying, there's nobody that would get this. And God's Mm -hmm. like, I'm reflecting right back in your face, those prayers that you were, you were praying to me. Um, And so for me, that is a sacred text to me. Um, That's a divine text. I don't need to read that in the Bible. Um, It's living, breathing, walking around (laughs) right right here.
2: And and I think that's that's the thing that I'm I'm coming to realize. And I think we kind of even I think on the last episode with um Dr. Truhart we kind of talked about um being free. And you mentioned it again, being free to to explore those thoughts. And you always and I love that you always really encourage that. Um, but think re or changing the way I think about sacred texts has really challenged me again. Also in that way because now um and I said it before, like, I don't necessarily, I just need it to be true, right, like, I need, I need, I just need to know that God is relatable, right, like, in the same way, like, you, he speaks back, I need to feel connected to God somehow, and if that be through relationship with two other Black men from, you know what I'm saying, like, I just need, I need I need you to speak to me, God, you know, whether it be through music, whether it be through the Bible, I need to feel connected to you. I need to, I want to be whole. I don't care how you work that out. <laughs> right. Like at I this know, point, I don't right. care how you work that out. Right. <laughs> I want to be whole. I like, there's, there's some like, there's just like, there's just, just some simple things for me that just mean a lot. Healing, wholeness, love, grace, these are the things that I want. And I don't care how that works out. I don't need to argue inerrancy or whatever. I just need, I just need true. I just need God to be relatable, him to speak back. I just need him to be true and who he said he is. I do now. <laughs> yeah, that's I I love the Bible with that said. I love the Bible. I read the Bible. I study the Bible. I'm in love with the gospels, especially Mark right now. And I just need it to be true. I don't I just need it to be true. That's all I need. Yeah. Whatever text, whatever so I just need, I need to feel connected to God and it to be true. Yeah. I need to, I need to I need for God. Yeah. I need for that to be true.
1: Yeah. And I and I I think for me, this doesn't diminish the Bible. It. it not at all. It uplifts. It uplifts God. And um, and I think if I was taught this from the beginning of my my spiritual journey, and most people's spiritual journey, I think we would have a lot less people in crisis in their spiritual faith later in life. Um, that's my hypothesis. Um, because they wouldn't, they wouldn't feel so shaken. Um, and back to my earlier point of when we hit those storms, like for me, Now, you know, I said this earlier, NDIRE is hidden. And I remember a time in my Christian life where they used to make it seem like NDIRE music was going to take over my soul and cast me into hell. (laughs) Like, I remember being so afraid of NDIRE music. Like, (laughs) and I have no idea why. Like, I just, like, if you turn on that music, that spirit will come into you. In and she has that soul. spirituality
2: about her. And I think that scares people because she she has that sort of African spirituality that she sort of carries about her. And like, so what?
1: Listen, I and I, <laughs> let me dismantle a real I, I want to say this. In certain circles that I was in before, there was this notion of slippery slope. I want to tell y'all, all these years later, The slippery slope is not a thing to those who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Mm. I have been walking with the the Lord. (laughs) I've been walking with the (laughs) Lord all these years. I I done slid down that slope (laughs) and went. It's not a thing, y'all. If we teach people how to walk with the Lord, you're they're not afraid of a slippery slope because they're too transfixed on jesus they're not afraid not only
2: that but jesus will catch you
1: <laughs> jesus will be the <laughs> one saves. Who will... he really saves to the uttermost <laughs> he really saves all the way to the uttermost they're not afraid of african spirituality they know how to honor their ancestors they know how to listen to music they know they're not afraid of they heard an Ariana Grande song without their souls being cast into hell. They're not, I mean, they, they know how to study different religions without, oh my God, they just might slip and fall into another religion. Like y'all, it's really not like y'all. So let's let's call this up because you, you just you just mentioned exploring other
0: religions like okay now now you, you your slip is showing because right now what <laughs> you're telling me is you you you're scared like what the only reason that you would be intimidated by somebody studying other religions is if you feel that like there's something invalid about your personal belief system right like <laughs> let, let, let's have that conversation because at the end of the day shouldn't we be if if we are confident in 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 the faith in the perseverance of whatever like if, if we're confident in that shouldn't we almost be encouraging people like go ahead check it out go, yeah.
1: go ahead y'all check, i check out. i gave the strength of my youth to god and now i am in this stage of life where now i'm not a youth anymore uh y'all see the the way um these grays are coming in um i'm not youth bro yeah. yeah no it's it's gone and I Somebody
2: like that salt, bubble.
1: yeah. It's, it, is, it is salt in here, and I will say to your point, um, I'm not afraid of stumbling yeah. into something. God has held my hand all these years, and the one who started this good work in me is able to complete it until the day of mm. Christ. Ooh, and Jesus literally, you got stays. some preachers on the call, Ooh. right? and. I think we do a disservice when we teach people to be afraid of stumbling into something. This isn't arrogance. This is confidence. And the blood is still speaking, right? And
0: I... Hey, say God for this for me one more time. Let me hit let me that roll off your tongue. No, I'm not. Right? <laughs> and, and,
1: and for me, I think looking for all the ways that God speaks to us through these sacred texts, whether it's in a song whether it's when we're out and about it means you enjoy life so much more yeah like yeah god god becomes all in all in to the legalistic person this sounds like you can't control it though i mean i can't control that young person if you just teach them they could be out there enjoying themselves you know to sam's original um assertion like <laughs> The reason why this is um, scary to the legalistic pastor preacher is because you would have young people out here enjoying their Christianity. Mm. This is why mm. we don't teach young people this. We want to teach young people to just enjoy the Bible. Yes. <laughs> and that's why you weren't taught this as a young man.
0: Go track mm. the Trina for Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 ah.
1: you know Maybe that's we'll, what that this is why we weren't talk, if you are it, listening
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is why we don't teach you this as a young man we want you to only find your enjoyment in the church yeah and and find god's voice in the 60s or burn you books. out mm. yeah oop <laughs> bloop <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, find your. Because
2: well, we need workers in the church, y'all. So stop. We need workers in the church. Y'all messing up people's hustle. We need workers in the church. Somebody got put these chairs. Just
1: funny. Not put these chairs up. Somebody <laughs> got
2: to put these chairs up. We need workers. Okay. No. <laughs>
1: You're right. You're
2: right. I agree with y'all. I listen. Um, that's a big disservice because there's so much pressure um already right just trying to live your life and usually there i don't want to say usually but there are people that excuse me they they turn to the faith out of frustration and exhaustion Hmm. and for relief right um and the first thing we do is throw burdens on them mm. um, and say, you know, well, this or that. And and in the newness and in our own newness, we don't know enough to be like, well, does Jesus really save or does he not? <laughs> I mean, because either he's God or he's not. And, and that's why I said I just need it to be true because either he's God or he's not. And... I can't serve a God that's limited. Not even by my own imagination, right? Like I can't, um, you want me to read a book that tells me the God's not limited by anything, but you're telling me that he's limited to this book to speaking to? Mm. Okay. So NDIRE can't hear from God
0: at all. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Well. I think the idea that people who don't claim or attend or or cape for the church on a regular basis can hear from and speak for God is intimidating the people. Um and it shouldn't be if you read the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <Ooh. laughs> because because it's something that's a common theme in the Bible, right? Like God using people who were not necessarily from the community as instruments in the plan of God, and the divine plan, right? Like, that's an that's, that's that's actual thing. It's one of the amazing parts of of God and the story of God. And if you read across those 66 books, you're gonna find a few people, like where they came from. And God was like, oh, don't worry. Like I'm using them right now. Like, that's that's me, you know? <laughs> and, and And we ought to be able to celebrate that sometimes, right? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes as a matter of fact sometimes uh it's actually a condemnation of the people of God where God says I could not find a prophet from among you so I had to raise one up over here um mm. and 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 the idea that that can still happen today when oh now we we have the canon and, and, and the Bible we have the, the word of God uh and, and and we have that and and the idea that God might still say no, nah, y'all got all that but you're still wild in. so i had to raise somebody up from over here um, we mm-hmm. don't really want to own that possibility because even with all of the testaments and, and testimonies of god speaking judgment in so many varied ways uh we don't really want to be the ones being judged by that god mm-hmm. who we're so prepared to judge everybody else
2: yeah. mm.
1: Amen, amen. <laughs> y'all preaching today
2: man
1: Wait, well, amen amen okay sacred text I, uh, well there we have it y'all preaching we can hear god in a multitude yeah, of ways that's it. that's it not
2: well and you can hear god right like so don't i because listen i'm gonna tell you something uh i was looking at something and from like one of my i think it was from my therapist my psychiatrist and it was saying like basically my dad like it was saying that i had like severe anxiety and i was like lord jesus what but it made sense um but ever since <laughs> i really started wrestling with how i view god um and the sacred takes and who god is and not limiting god to or reducing god to just rules right of what I can and can't do um and just sort of relax on a lot of those things man I feel a lot better right like I have mom it's been good for my mental health
1: yeah
2: uh, to release uh to release and it, it was tough because I had to unlearn some of these things because some of this stuff was habit And I had to unlearn some of those things. And it took so much pressure off of me. And honestly, it made me fall in love with the Bible so much more. Um, And that's why I said, like, I've, I've fallen in love with the Gospels all over again, hearing about Jesus, walk the streets, imagining what it would be like to just hear him, to be there, to walk, what would he say? um it's it's brought a lot of um tranquility and, and and harmony to my own uh personal life my spiritual life relationships right yeah. like uh you know um and I love it yeah. I love it and it, it's yeah and that's why like that's that's just why I, I've come to where I am and I will I die on this hill who cares I'm free (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm free and either he's God or he's not yeah
1: that's
2: ultimately like
1: you know what I'm saying so sacred text man man. hey (laughs) I love it amen come on yo i
0: talked about a new segment we gonna talk about uh what's on the front burner some some things um that that uh we are excited about personally as as individuals and bringing that and sharing that with y'all what's up
2: three black men family this your boy sam that's right here to do another episode of on the front burner and we got a couple things on the front burner today um, uh, firstly, we got to do the mid-season check-in, right? It's close to mid-season of football right now. You know, at the beginning of the season, I had so much hope for my teams
1: <laughs>
2: and I still do. I still do. Right. I'm not, um, horribly mad at what I've seen from Florida State. Uh, I've seen some promise. So, you know, there's some stuff to build on, I, you know, uh, but they don't look as good as they initially did when I did the first on the front burner. With that said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look really good. Uh, They have some moments and some stuff they got to clean up. um, and Mental errors, as the coaches say, basically penalties. Uh, but other than that, I think we're on the way to another playoff run, a deep playoff run. Uh, yeah, so that's the first part. And for the second, we got to take it one time for the one time and celebrate the Atlanta Braves, who uh my grandfather on my mother's side has been a fan of for years. Matter of fact, my first baseball game he took me to was the Atlanta Braves versus the Cleveland Indians. Granted, it was just A spring training game, but it had to be the Atlanta Braves because he is a Atlanta Braves fan. And so I take this time to say, Congratulations, Papa, on winning another pennant. Yes, one time for the one time. I love you. (laughs) And that's on the front burner.
0: Because we now have a Patreon. Which I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to to visit at our uh, Patreon.com/slash Three Black Men. Uh, think through it. Pray through it ask god uh, um, if if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and i want to encourage you guys um to visit that patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch my
2: kids ruin my videos go ahead watch watch (laughs) them them babies ain't
0: want nothing man matter of fact there's more people gonna sign up to to see them babies how about that bro